We are storming into the Instant Reacts podcast. The Morrison Mustangs are storming into the Reacts. We got Mitch Stormer in here, Morrison Mustang alum. Man, I, I don't know how else to start this podcast, man. What a win. You were texting me all night. The, unbelievable, thrilling win. Yeah. To go on the road to Princeton, knock them off in definitely a game of the year candidate, an all-time classic tonight. Mitch, we're wasting no time on the Instant Reacts podcast. Welcome in, first of all, but let's get right into it here. Yeah, th- this was this was a pretty special game to watch. Um, even it, and again, I, my bias is certainly going to come out tonight. I have no, <laughs> you know, uh, there's no way around it. But if if it was any other game, right? If you if you put two other teams on the field and the game played out the exact same way, I would say the same thing. Like this, this is absolutely a game of the year type of candidate because. It, it had an, an early Morrison lead. It had Princeton coming back. It had uh, Morrison taking another late lead. Princeton taking a late lead with under a minute left. And then that's when things really just turned up a notch. So um, un- unbelievable. Watch this game from whistle to whistle. And, you know, er- early on, it looked like everything was going Morrison's way. Because on their on their first drive they had, um, and and I would I would love to know if this was planned or not because the way I saw it was different than what the score the guys on the score said, and I don't I don't remember what how the Princeton broadcast team called it, but anyway, um, Morrison was punting and uh, Deshaun McQueen is their punter, and Princeton had a guy just coming straight at him, would have definitely blocked the punt. And, and McQueen pulls it away and, and runs. So I don't know if that was a called fake or if he did it on the fly. But so that was the first cool part of the play. <laughs> yeah. Then McQueen drops the ball, picks it up, and runs it 30 yards for a first down, which he then fumbled. The <laughs> Prince thought they had it back, but the, the refs called him down. So, like, it just – it, it was crazy. So they got a couple of breaks like that. They scored. They go up six nothing. Um, they uh, end up going up thirteen nothing. They held a thirteen to, I think it was six thirteen six lead at half. I think it was thirteen seven and a half. I 13, thought I seven. saw that. On, yeah. It it was about that time, maybe midway through second, certainly in the third, that it looked like Princeton had figured it out. Um, it, it almost looked like Princeton's power was starting to wear down Morrison a little bit, but Morrison just kept hanging around. And specifically what impressed me tonight was their defense. They, they were certainly undersized against Princeton. A lot of teams are. Their speed certainly overcame that, but just the way that they would hit the gaps and not allow Princeton's running game to really get going. I, uh, I don't think Casey Etheridge was over a hundred. He was close, but I don't think he was over a hundred. Ace Christensen the same way. They sacked Will Lott a handful of times. Um, and again, it just it kept them in the ball game. So as it, it as they kind of hung around, you thought maybe, maybe they're gonna do it. Maybe they can hang on. And they go up late. Princeton gets the ball back with under three, or maybe it was even less than that. They throw a big pass play that, to me, and again, I wouldn't. I, I don't want to like blame refs or anything like that. It just it looked to me. I'm just saying it looked to okay. me like maybe the pass wasn't complete. The, the receiver for Princeton dove for it. They called it a completion. That that's fine. It's water under the bridge. It's no big deal. The very next play, Will Lott throws a deep ball to Noah Laporte, and and Noah Laporte, all six six of him, just absolutely mosses the <laughs> Mustang defender. <laughs> Uh, what can you do, right? I mean, there's only yeah, so much you can do. It was he's an amazing player. Yeah, it was an awesome pass, an awesome catch. So now, so now Princeton goes up too. It's twenty-one nineteen at that point, and I, I got I had a lot of people watching the game tonight. All the text started rolling in, like, man, that that's too bad. That's unfortunate. And it, it almost looked like things were just going to end because there was a play with. Uh, under a minute left, uh, Mustang quarterback Colton Bielema um, was, was scrambling through. It was incomplete, 
And he either took a hit or he went down cramping. So he had to come out of the game because they had to call injury timeout. He had to come out of the game. So Morrison throws Chase Newman in at quarterback, takes a shotgun snap, and he fires a ball down the left sideline to Deshaun McQueen for 46 yards. He steps out at the 10. So at this point, there's eight seconds left. And I, I, I didn't know what they would do. I didn't know if they would try and run a play. I didn't know if – I didn't know what was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, you realize that, no, they're setting up a kicking unit. Eight seconds left. Morrison sets up a kicking unit with Josh McDearman, who is a freshman, who we were told – we're trying to confirm this. This was his first ever game of football, <laughs> which if it was, yeah, what a story this is. So they send him out. Chris calls a timeout to ice him, comes back right out, and just drills. It had been about 27-yarder. Just drills a 27-yarder. And you originally thought the time had run out. Turns out they uh, put four seconds back on the clock and, you know, a squib kick Princeton tries to do some, some throwbacks just didn't work out in time right now. So it was, it was just an unbelievable football game. It was so much fun to watch. Um, certainly again, as, as a Morrison alum, the bias is going to come out and it, there's just a lot of excitement around everyone that I've talked to tonight, but it, just in terms of just watching a football game and even the Princeton a Tiger Central live team echoed this, that it was one of the best football games they've ever watched. And it, it really just it kept you on the edge of your seat. Um, and again, as I, as I probably way too much described there, just back and forth all night between two really good teams. And uh, in the end, you have an unranked 1A Morrison team defeating the top team in 3A. And boy, it, it was just a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, I mean, I was, I had a great night tonight, but I'll be honest, like, as you were texting back and forth with me watching that game, I'm walking the sidelines at Anawan Weathersfield, Star County, getting your updates, and I am like clinging to my phone, desperately waiting to hear what you got to say next. Yeah. Because it was, I mean, it was, it was, hey, Morrison's got the lead, four minutes left. Oh my gosh, Noah Laporte just mossed the guy. They take the lead. What a game. And at that point, you even said something about like, you know, great. I don't know how you phrased it. Like something about like this Princeton team, you know, they battled through it. They came back and it was, you know, it was almost like you're conceding like, Hey, it was a heck of an effort by Morrison. And then you text me back. They're at the 10. They could score. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And then the the describing the kick, like freshman kicker coming out, like the whole thing, I'm living and dying through your texts. In the meantime, I'm at a fantastic game myself. Like what a night is unbelievable. One of those, one of those all-time nights. We'll get into some of the details of it, but wow, that's amazing. And and I and I, I do want to say part of the reason that we're talking up this win for Morrison so much, it's not to disparage Princeton. I think the reason we're talking it up so much no. is because we've been so impressed with what they've done, and they've always taken care of business. And for some of a team like Morrison, who we were high on in the offseason, to see them come in and get the job done, I applaud them because they just beat a really good program who's going to have a lot more success this season. Yeah. Just wanted to get that yeah. out there. Yeah, a couple things on that. One, I think we learned way more about Morrison than we did about Princeton tonight. There you go. Yep. Way more about, about Morrison. I didn't think Princeton played bad at all. Um, or at least in and maybe if they had a bad play, nothing that they didn't overcome. So I think we learned way more about how good Morrison is than anything about Princeton. Because I, I, as you said, I think Princeton is going to, to do really well this year. Certainly, I thought they would go undefeated, eating crow on that in, in all the best ways. Um, but yeah, with, with, with their size and, and their skill players, they're, they're really going to play really well. But yeah, it's a big deal because this is Princeton's first regular season loss in like three years or something. When I they was lost, just trying to remember that. Yeah. When they lost to Kiwani, that was the last time they lost in the regular season. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, I was at that game. I remember that was a fantastic game. Too. And that was, was that like 2019? <laughs> I mean, it was um, a while ago. Man, that's a good question. Um, God, I should, I don't know. I could look that up real quick. Cause it's, it's the instant reacts podcast, Mitch. So we just right. do things on the but, fly. But, 
no matter no matter what year it was, if it was 2019 or, or 20 or 21, it, that just goes to show how long it's been that Princeton has had an undefeated regular season streak. So, um, yeah, a, a big, big deal um, for for state rankings. I mean, I, I – where do you put Morrison now? I, you know? I, uh, yeah. Yeah, people you are going to be talking. have a legitimate claim to put them from unranked to into the top five. I mean, they, they beat they beat up on Mendota, and then they beat the top team in 3A. So why else wouldn't you put them that high? If they play the way they did tonight, they're going to be a pretty good team Yeah, uh, moving forward. So, you know, uh, as, as we talked about prior to this week, as the weeks go on, week one tells us something. Weeks two, three, and four really start to, to paint the picture. And if this is what Morrison's going to look like this year, You've got a brand new team in the track that's going to make noise and they, they could legitimately have a shot to win that division. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Quickly. Uh, Princeton was undefeated six and zero in the COVID spring. Oh, let's go back in 2019. They lost one regular season game, 2020, the spring season, they won every game mm-hmm. in 2021. They lost one regular season game. That may have been the Kiwani game. Okay. Last year, they were undefeated regular season. So what what, what week was that? Um, I don't have that pulled up. I just have their year by year. Um, oh, okay. So, but yes, I believe the Kiwani game was in, uh, if I'm guessing, if I remember week four or five. So you're, you're, talking over tw- you're talking over 20 straight regular season wins then for Princeton. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. Yeah, so, you know, and they, they, they did so too. I, I talked about the defense. They had three. They had three interceptions on the night. Um, two, two of them, I think, were inconsequential. One was on fourth down, and one was right before half. But still, um, yeah. Just again, speaking of, of Deshaun McQueen, too, he made that great play on the first punt. There was another one. I think this would have been in the fourth. That it was a high snap and he had to scramble a little bit. It looked like he might try and take off, but then he kind of did the run punt thing. And it worked out to be a really good kick. So they, they yeah. just played so well tonight on, on every single level. Um, Colton Bielma quarterback can really sling it. Um, and with all those speed guys with, with Carson Streeting, Brady Anderson, Deshaun McQueen, all those guys, it, it's just a recipe for a really good team. They showed it tonight. And again, what a, what a win. Yeah. I, I want to get back to when you talked about uh, McQueen's fake punt and yes. how that turned out. I, I agree. I was going to get on the podcast and talk about, man, that's a gutsy call for Morrison. They're, you know, they're playing with all this confidence and nothing to lose, but the they, way you described it, maybe you're right. Maybe it was, it, it he was, saw the it, writing on the wall and an athlete yeah. made a play. And they were, they were pretty, pit, pinned pretty far back. So it would, it would be pretty surprising. Okay. If they did call <laughs> Again, it looked to me like he just made a gut call and it worked out. So, um, and, and you know, I uh, to to break the news here to you, Greg, we did talk to to Morrison head coach Nate Vandermine tonight. Um, he, he is unable to join us this evening. Um, he's going to celebrate this win. It is his birthday. Tonight, I was going to say so he has a gonna, very good excuse. Yeah. It's his birthday, yeah. so right, man. So if we'll, there's a we'll, night we'll, to we'll, celebrate with the team, with the coaches, I'm sure, like. Let him have it. Great for him. Yeah, so we'll, we'll give him a pass. But we did talk to him. He, he's fired up. Certainly, why wouldn't you be as a, as a first-year coach? And, um, yeah, can't say enough of the excitement now that we have Ron Morrison moving forward. All right. Mitch, can we talk about my night now? I am like – Now now you're now you're up. You I are, am like itching to talk about my night. So yes, please. I got I to gotta tell you, we talked about it last week on the pod. Man, week one for me just felt clunky. I just felt like – I couldn't get myself. It just, things weren't working out. So tonight I get our, tonight I had talked to Dazzo at WQAD and I said, Hey, Kiwani's in town. Anawan Weathersfield's also in town. Mitch, if you remember from your time going out that that's a beautiful night because the high schools are five minutes apart. So you really have a lot of wiggle room to make sure you get good highlights. It's an easy, what we call swing, right? From one game to the next, it's an easy swing. So I was excited tonight because I really wanted to see Kiwani. And I also, I really wanted to see Anawan Weathersfield versus Stark County. I just, I was impressed with what Stark County did last week. I wanted to see that one. So 
Get to Anawan Weathersfield in plenty of time. I'm there early. I'm ready to go. Uh, Stark County was also ready to go. They get they stop Anawan Weathersfield on their first possession. They get the ball back. I believe there was a penalty. I can't remember who was on, but the first play from scrimmage for Stark County offensively, Luke Rewerts goes 47 yards to uh hold on. Let me look up the name now. I gotta remember. Uh Jose or Juice. Um Lane Juice. J-O-O-S. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. J Lane Jose Juice. 47-yard touchdown pass. First play from scrimmage. They're up 7-0. So I'm already, you know, I'm already kind of fired up because I got to play right away. Back down the other way, Anawan Weathersfield drives downfield. They're marching downfield. They get a fourth and one deep in Stark County territory. They go for it. Stark County stuffs it. They get they get a play. They get the stop there. Going back the other way, they're stopped. They trade possessions a little bit. Then Anawan Weathersfield really picks it up. They get a screen pass, which uh, Zeb, Zeb Rashid breaks free. He goes for 30-ish, 40-ish yards down to about the five-yard line. Next play, Dylan Ori punches it in. So we're in the middle of the second quarter with 7-7 tie. That's a perfect time for me to get out of there. I got highlights that I need. But in the back of my mind, I thought I might be able to get back to Weathersfield. Might be able to make it back there. Get over to Kiwani. Kiwani is at right about halftime. So I don't get anything before the halftime horn. And at first I was kind of like, oh man, that's a killer. That kind of sets me back. But really that was kind of a blessing in disguise. It gave me time to edit my highlights, send some stuff back, get out third quarter. I get a big play from Kiwani. I get a a play from Erie Prophetstown. Then Kiwani scores a touchdown. They're up 28, nothing. That's my time to get out because I knew the key Anawan Weathersfield and Stark County was a close game. So, bitch, before I leave, thank you to athletic director from Kiwani, Tim Atwell, gave me a, mm-hmm. a coupon for a free pork chop and a drink. So I grabbed. You like that? Yeah, I would love that. So big shout out to uh, at, um, Tim Atwell. He, he's been there every every year I go to Kiwani. He's there waiting with that free pork chop card. I love it. It was hog days in Kiwani, Mitch. So. Ooh. Big deal this weekend in Kiwani. They were prepping yeah. for the parade tomorrow. The carnival's in town. It's it's all happening in Kiwani right now. So I get my pork chop. I head back down the road. I get to Weathersfield, and it's a close game. Second half, it's a close game. I'm gonna say it's the second half. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bury the lead a little, or I'm gonna bury a little bit of the story here. Okay. Uh, Anawan Weathers. They they go back and forth. They trade possessions a little bit. Anawan Weathersfield starts driving downfield. Clock's winding down, clock's winding down. They get down to, man, I don't know what it was. Um, seven seconds left in the third quarter. They, they're on fourth down. They elect to kick a field goal that's blocked. Um, not a little bit more than seven seconds, probably 14 seconds-ish. Gets field goals blocked. Stark County returns it a little bit, but a penalty sets them back. Either way, they get the ball at about midfield. With now is about seven seconds left. First play, first down, rewards again to Jose. Com- completion, huge pass, 40-ish yard touchdown. I don't know exactly how long it was. Scores as the third quarter ends. They uh, kick the field goal. They go up 14, 21-14. Now, Mitch, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause here and I'm going to I'm going to tell a little bit of an embarrassing story. (laughs) So, like I said, I had left Kiwani in the third quarter, late in the third quarter. I got to Anawan Weathersfield. I saw the clock was at five-ish minutes. I'm shooting this potentially game-winning field goal that's blocked with little time left. Stark County throws this huge deep pass, which I had no idea how the wide receiver got open, scores the touchdown. They kicked the extra point, which I didn't realize like how much time was left. I look at the clock and I see zeros and I look at the official and I say, that's it. Is that it? It's over. Because like Stark County wasn't really celebrating. And he goes, yeah, we're headed to the fourth. And I look again and I realize I was like so zoned in <laughs> and the crowd was like so into it that I literally went like five minutes, five minutes of game time thinking it was the fourth quarter. 
So I'm going to embarrass myself and tell that story. Oh, but it, That's all right. It was, I mean, it was such a great atmosphere. So fast forward, fourth quarter, Anawan Weathersfield scores with about five minutes left. They elect to go for two. Stark County, their defense stepped up all night and made the stops when they needed to. They got the stop on the two-point conversion. They hold the 21-20 lead. They trade possessions. Anawan Weathersfield gets it back one more time. They get down. They, they, they kind of hurt themselves with some penalties throughout the game. On the final drive, they set themselves back into a second down in about 20-ish, 20-ish situation. Dylan Ori airs it out. The ball's picked off by Stark County. That will end the game. But just a fantastic game, a well-coached, well-played game for Stark County. This is a program that, Mitch, you know, we've talked about it a lot. Yeah. Obviously, how many years in a row they made the playoffs. They were a mainstay. They were state runner-ups twice over the, you know, past 20 years. They were always in the playoffs. And then they hit some downtime where numbers weren't great. They weren't winning football games. Last year, they made the playoffs at five and four. This year, they get that win in week one. They had a lot of players back from last year's team. And we were kind of interested in what they had to bring back. This is a statement win for them on the road. I, I, I was really impressed tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've talked so far this season that we think that uh, Rova Williams Field, Anna Weathersfield, and Stark County, we're, we're going to, you know, battle for those, for those well, certainly for the, the title um, in this division, but certainly for the one, two, and three, kind of where they would stack. With Stark County's win tonight over, over Anna Weathersfield, and looking at what the Rebels have moving forward, I think, let me check what Rova's got. I think there's a chance that we'll have two undefeated teams going into week six. Oh, all right. Um, and Star County's got, Star County's got A-Town, Havana, and West Hancock next, which I think are all three winnable games for Star County the way that they're playing. And Rova's got United, which will be a tough game. United had a good win tonight. Princeville also had a good win tonight, and then South Fulton. But I think the way that Rova's playing, they could win all three of those games. So it could come, again, that week six game um, that is at uh, Rova hosts that one. So we could be looking at, at, at a really special game in week six if these two teams keep playing the way that they do. So good win for Star County. Glad you were there to see everything. Um, a classic game there uh, tonight, for sure. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Like I said, the atmosphere there was great. And um, again, I, I'm, I'm, you know, giving a ton of praise to Stark County. And that's a reflection of what I think about Anawan Weathersfield. You know, I've always been so impressed with kind of how they've, you know, gone about their business. And this is a team that we've been really high on. Mitch, you especially were really high. You know, we'll remind everyone in the. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a team we've been really high on. And I think for this Stark County team to go in scratch and claw and fight their way to a win on the road. They know that that's, it's great. It, it's good to see that life in this Stark County program again. Um, so, well, okay. Now that we've talked about kind of how both of our nights went, Mitch, you got the scores in front of you. Let's, let's yeah. start going through the list here. Do we want to kind of hit the reset and start in the Western big six and then go down the list? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's reset here. Um, some kind of scores and notes here uh, from the Western big six. Tough not tough night, Greg. Across across the yeah, uh, seem like the it. conference here as we as we head into Western Big Six play. So certainly these games for conference standing purposes don't matter a whole lot. But again, kind of that same type of thinking that we're starting to learn more about teams here as the weeks go by. Now we're getting into Western Big Six play. So uh, the final out of conference games this year for them. Um, Galesburg gets the win, forty-one to seven over Limestone. Uh, Mari Richardson had three touchdowns tonight. Gina Williams had three interceptions on defense. So nice one for the Silver Streaks. We thought this was a game that they could get a win, and they looked really nice uh, doing so tonight. Geneseo, another team that were kind of maybe dark horse here in, in the Western Big Six. They get the big one over Grace Lake Central, 27-7. to A.J. Weller, another nice night, three touchdowns. He had an 80-yard QB keeper. Uh, and that, that Maple Leaf defense, Greg, keeps playing really, really well. Um, you know, Last week, hard to judge off that, right? This week, a little bit tougher opponent. 
still same stout defense. So good to see Geneseo sitting at 2-0. and Moline got bit by Bennett Academy tonight. Bennett comes away with a 38-7 win. Bennett quarterback Ryan Kabaki had three touchdown tosses in the first half, and that, that maroon offense just struggled to move the ball. So Bennett, Bennett's a good program. Uh, Moline coming off of, of a win in week one, but uh, a tough, tough loss for them tonight. Quincy, I, I tweeted at Shuckman tonight that they've just got so many players and so many ways that they can score. We talk a lot about Braden Little, and we're going to, but they can run the ball too. Uh, Jarius Rice had four touchdowns tonight. He did three at half. They get the big win, 40-6 to six over Alton. Two more here. Dunlop, 21-7 to seven winners over Rock Island. Rocky uh, running back Gartar had the lone uh, Rock Island score. I believe it was a 23-yard run. And Wheaton St. Francis got the best of Sterling tonight, 42-28. to 28. Greg the Spartans, boy, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right. Alessio Miljojevic had five oh. touchdowns. I think you got um, it. I, I'm looking at the name right now. I think you got I watched, it. Yeah, I watched too much Serbian basketball, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, Wheaton St. Francis scored 28 in the second half to pull away. So, um, looked like Holcomb had a good night. I think he had three three scores one way or another. So, But a, a good Spartan team here uh, in Wheaton St. Francis. So, so Greg, now now we're done. With, without a conference in the Western Big Six, now we're really yeah. getting into the thick of things. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm ready to I'm ready to jump into Western Big Six play. And, uh, you know, there's a few teams that, you know, come in with some questions, you know? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're just looking for that spark, right? I mean, Sterling's certainly looking for that spark of momentum. I, and Moline, despite the week one win, you know, they're kind of looking to bounce back now too. This is a tough loss for them at home. Yeah, and I, I take that back. They they all still have one non-conference game left. But oh, that's okay. You spoil it. But but week three still starts. Western Big Six play. So okay, yeah. So yeah, that's okay. You're right. They all have to fill the Allman. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So this is the ins- one. They, yeah, they still have one uh, <laughs> non-conference game left. But week three, they all play uh, a conference game. So this noted. is the instant reacts. We don't we don't edit. So you know. We're, yeah, highlighted by Geneseo Moline. That's going to be a great game. Yeah, absolutely. And that's interesting you bring, you know, say that because I just said Moline's looking for that spark, that bounce back after, you know, getting the win on the road and then falling to Bennett Academy at home. And Geneseo, on the other hand, they're they're riding a lot of momentum here, right? Mm-hmm. But I yep. will say, I will say Geneseo's first opponent is probably not up to the caliber of Moline's first two opponents, correct? No, I wouldn't say so, no. So I think that this this win against Gray's Lake for Geneseo is great, but I would say that G- Moline has challenged themselves, you know, maybe a little more in two straight games. Credit to Geneseo, certainly. I don't want to take anything yeah. away from them. They're still 2-0, and and they look great doing it. These yeah. teams come in, this is a pretty even matchup. That'll be one of yeah. the games of the week in, in the Western Big Six for sure. Well, I think this is what Geneseo did last year too, right? They were 2-0. and we got excited, and then it, it fell off just a little bit. But I think this is a much better Geneseo team than it was last year. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Again, That's that was a game, this week three game, Geneseo and Moline was on, on the Western Big Six preview that all of us, or all, all of you guys, I joined in late, but everyone kind of highlighted as a, as a key game that we think will probably yep. determine who's going to finish second in the conference. So I yep. think that still holds true. Yep, I would totally agree with that. Um all right, Mitch, well, we've talked a little bit about the track. We obviously know Morrison gets the huge win, 22-21. And we talked about Kiwani. I was there for a little while. Brady Clark had a good night. Boilermakers now sitting at 2-0. and They had the win against Sherrard, yep. and they're now uh, sitting at 2-0 and after the 28 to nothing win over Erie Prophetstown. But, Mitch, go through the rest of the way here with the scores we got. Yeah, uh, this this was a tight one. Monmouth Roseville squeaks out a twenty-one to fourteen win over Barrow Valley. This was back and forth. It was seven nothing. It was seven seven. It was fourteen seven. It was fourteen fourteen. Monmouth Roseville scores last. They get the win. So uh, a good bounce back win for the Titans here. They got beat by Princeton pretty good last week. So um, and much improved from BV. I, I'm still have been impressed with them for two weeks despite this loss. Um, I still look forward to seeing. Uh, how their their season uh, progresses here. Um, Orion, 
Woo! They put up some points again for, for the second straight week. 56 to 8 over Mendota. Tail Filler had four touchdowns in this one. So, uh, a great win for the Chargers to move to 2 0. Uh, Rock Ridge. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Mitch, Mitch, before we keep going, you know, uh, it, it's been out there that uh, we are serving as a little bit of motivation for the Orient yeah. Chargers. So, I will say, man, we are really good motivators. Look at that. Nailing, Look at that yeah. score. We are nailing that. We, um, we are yeah, great. We are leading the Orient Charge. Get it? See what I did there? Yeah, I see Chargers. what you did. There. I see what you did. There. And we are um, we are giving out that motivation. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, Brock Ridge bounces back from a tough loss in Week One to Newman. It got dicey there, Greg. This one Rock was kind of wild, wasn't it? Yeah, Brock Ridge had a pretty significant lead, and. Lexington, Lexington just didn't, Ridgewood Lexington just didn't go away. They, they scored a couple times. They got an onside kick and scored after that. So uh, it ends up being a Rock Ridge win. That's all we care about. 39-32 over the Mustangs. And Spring Valley Hall gets the win over Riverdale, 46-6. to All right. We move it into the LLC. There is the first game you have listed here is the one that really stands out to me as, yeah. as, a, as a big win. Mercer County gets the win, 38-13 on the road at Peru St. Bede. Go back a week ago, Peru St. Bede had a win in a neutral site game. I think it was at Illinois or, uh, Illinois Wesleyan's field over Tuscola. A pretty convincing win where, I mean, a lot of people were talking up St. Bede. I think they were state ranked. Um, yep. And, you know, for good reason. They looked really good in week one. On the flip side, we talked about Mercer County. They They struggled to really get things going offensively against United. Maybe that's, you know, we should have credited the Red Storm defense. Either way, look at this bounce back win for Mercer County. Mitch, do you know much about this one? Did you catch much of this or? No, I, I didn't. Um, but I, I think for all the things you just mentioned, right, that they, um, that Prue St. Bede, we were impressed with their win over Tuscola. And certainly Mercer County, we were kind of surprised with how they played. So, um all the credit to, to them um, to, to get the win here. I do not have stats on this one, unfortunately, so they'll, they'll, it'll roll in. I mean, it's, yep. it's 137 where I am right now, so <laughs> oh I, don't have all of the, I don't have all of the stats tonight, Greg. <laughs> but uh, either way, you can just tell from the score that, you know, this was um, this was a good win for Mirko and gets them back on the right track as, as they head into conference play. Yeah. Um, give me some other scores here. I'm, I'm looking down the list, but you were kind of monitoring all night. So I'll let you take the yeah. lead here. Yeah. All business in the LLC, as we like to say. Uh, Roby Williams Field moves to 2 and 47 to 8 over Lewiston. Uh, Blake Burlshofer had 182 yards and three touchdowns. Line West gets the 34 to 14 win over Elmwood Brimfield. Uh, Chargers were, were up just a little bit, 22 to 14 and a half. They pulled away certainly in the second half and, and Nice shutout for the Charger defense, too, to, to pick up the win. Farmington, a 45-20 to 20 win over West Hancock. Now, I don't know if, if the wheelwrights are brothers or cousins. I'm not quite sure, but they are quite the rushing attack for the Farmers. Jack Wheelwright had 222 yards, and I, I put Jack down there twice. That's my <laughs> mistake. There is another wheelwright. I know that. Uh, 77 yards. So, uh, good win for Farmington here. Moving into the small school division, South Bolton 13 to 0 over A Town. The Stark County game, as you mentioned, a 21 to 20 win for the Rebels. United moves to 2 and 0, correct? 34 to 22 over Rushville Industry. Yeah, if they got yeah, if that if that score is correct, then yeah, they beat Mercer County last week and now they beat Rushville Industry. Like, what a great start for a program that, let's be honest, like they they really struggled last year after being yeah. a playoff team the year before. So for head coach David Milroy, this is this is great for them. Big big game in week three, hosting Robo Williamsfield. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is big. And then uh, from the depths of Twitter, Princeville wins 36-14 to 14 over the Havana Ducks. There you go. Good, good research, Mitch. Way to get that done. Um, all right. I say we move into the uh, – Smaller schools, the NUIC, and then the mm -hmm. uh, the eight man the eight man ranks. Um, yep. 
Yeah, well, let's, let's start with uh, Northwest Upstate Illini. The marquee one, Lena Winslow and Fulton. Yeah, two, two top teams in 1A, right? Fulton coming off that tough loss last week to Forreston. And boy, what just what can you do against Lee Wynn anymore, right? Yeah. And until someone until someone beats them, no one has the blueprint to really slow slow them down. So a 32 to 8 win for the top ranked team in Wyoming, Lee Wynn. Gage Dunker had four touchdowns in this one. Um, that one was on the road at Fulton. So a tough start for Fulton. I think we talked about this this week that I think their toughest games are out of the way. And so now they're sitting in an 0-2 hole, but I don't think they're in a bad place. So um, we'll see. But for Lee Wynn, <laughs> do they just roll on? So I want to say that in the AP polls, I believe, and maybe even in Kyle's NUIC football statewide polls, I believe that Lena Winslow was number one in the state. Forreston yeah. was number two in the state. And Fulton had to play both of them in back-to-back yep. weeks to open the season. Yeah. So, and and they played fairly well. I mean, they obviously played really well against Forrest and almost knocked mm-hmm. them off. In this one, I think they were close early-ish. I'd, I was only following on Twitter. But um, either way, like you said, it, until someone can prove they can beat Lena Winslow, it's just, you know, it's, it's hard to, to figure out or to see it happening. Um, yep. But either way, you're right. I think that, these two games out of the way, there are a lot of wins down the road for this team. This is a very talented steamer football team. So yep. we'll see how it plays out. But man, it's a, that's a gauntlet of a start. Yep. Um, the rest of the way down the Northwest Upstate Illini, Forreston 18-8 over Dakota, Galena 49-0 over West Carroll, Dupec 42-0 over Eastland Pearl City, and Stockton gets the non-conference win against Hayworth. 47 to 13. We'll start there real quick. Stockton played well against Dupec a week ago. Mm-hmm. Couldn't quite come away with the win, but this is, you know, it's always interesting to me to see the Northwest Upstate Illini play that non-conference game. Cause look at this, they go on the road or I don't know if they're on the road or at home, but either way they go out in week two, play a non-conference game, get the convincing victory. This is one of those like, stamps of like this shows you how good that conference is right yeah for for sure um so yeah good to see stockton back in the full i, I think kyle was pretty was pretty high on them to make a jump um yep. this the season from three and six last year so um may maybe a big game next week it's lena and stockton so two undefeated teams um, and then they've got Fulton after that. So we'll, we'll see what Stockton has here in the next couple of weeks um, as they as they move on. But nonetheless, um, as you mentioned, a great win over Hayworth team that I was impressed with last week, but they got the win over West Hancock. So, yeah, um, yeah. as we as we kind of keep going through uh, this season, see how things shake out. I think Stockton's going to be going to be right in there. Uh, maybe not at the top, but maybe right in that middle as opposed to being uh, in, in, in the bottom part of that conference. Um, Galena had a convincing, was it a convincing win over Eastland Pearl City last week? Yeah, they won 28-6 to over EPC last week. Yeah, and then they get another big win tonight against West Carroll. What do, I, what do they have coming down the way? This is a nice start for Galena. Galena. Yeah. Uh, so nice Galena's, got, Galena's got forced in at home next week. Um and then they play Saranac, Michigan. Saranac, Michigan. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. It does IHSA list Saranac as one and oh. So there's the insight yeah. that we have on them. Yep. And then Dupec Fulton. Yeah. And then Dakota Stockton. So um yeah. They do have a tough stretch then. When you, I mean, I obviously I don't know about Saranac. <laughs> we won't know yeah. about that one. But yeah, that Forreston, Dupec, Fulton. That's a that's a grind. And then obviously in, you still got Lena Winslow waiting. So yeah, in my experience in Michigan at all levels of football is just terrible. So um, <laughs> high school, college, NFL, doesn't matter. Michigan okay. football is bad. Okay. So uh, we'll, we'll see if the pirates win that one. I think for sure. Great, great insight. Glad to have, glad to have it. Right. All right. We got some huge eight man scores. You, you got <laughs> those for us. No. Um, okay. we know, we know one, um, okay. and this, <laughs> watching the Morrison, uh, Princeton game, they, they do a good job of, of 
uh, during breaks and such, telling the scores around the state or around the area. And so as they kept calling out the Amboy score tonight, it just kept getting more and more absurd. And to the final tune, they beat uh, River Ridge 80 to 8. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, so I'd say we, we were high on Amboy and for good reason. Yeah. We're, yeah. Um, looking at, let me let me say this too, because I don't think we've plugged this yet. Um, the new IHSAfootball.com website with the scores is yes. awesome. Yeah. It is so much better than what it used to be. At, what was it, Score Zone or something? Yep. Before. I don't know how you report scores to this, but everyone who – everyone seems to be using it, which is really nice. So um, awesome. kind of clicking – Clicking through here to get some scores. I'll try and remember which teams we really cover, but uh, uh, Blue, Ridge, Blue Ridge gets a gets a win, thirty to six over St. Anne. St. Thomas Moore won twenty to seventeen over Cornell Woodland. Uh, no score from the South Fort game. Or the I got um, I got Go Milledgeville Milledgeville sixty four fourteen over Quest Academy. Connor Nye looked good. Um, yep. Micah Tom Smith had a touchdown. I'm trying to think of what else I saw in the highlights on WQAD, but um, I did catch that score. Rich, uh, Richview beat beat West Central pretty good, right? Yes, they did. Yep, Ridge Ridgewood got the win over West Central. Um, uh, South South Beloit beat Peoria Heights. West Prairie beat Bushnell Prairie City. Uh, moving to the north, AFC beat Alden Hebron. Uh, no scores in a couple other ones here. Yeah, Millersville won sixty four to fourteen. There's your Amboy score over River Ridge, 80 to 8. Uh, looks like tomorrow, Polo and Orangeville play. And you've got Decatur, Unity, and Pawnee tomorrow as well. Um, speaking of other conferences, too, um, United Township plays tomorrow in the Western yep. Big Six. You've got Newman and Sherrard in the track. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I think that, that one will be on WRMJ with Ty Taylor. So, you know, yeah. listen in. And I th- was there an LLC game tomorrow? Maybe I'm not quite sure, but um, I yep yeah. So yeah, there's your there's your eight man rundown as best as we have it. Awesome, uh, Mitch. Before we wrap up, uh, I do want to jump back into eleven man football. I want to yep. give a quick shout out. Tonight was a very unique matchup. The two smallest schools in eleven man football in the state of Illinois played tonight. Ottawa Marquette hosted Madison. Enrollment of 154 for Marquette. Enrollment of 155 for Madison, according to the IHSA. Marquette comes away with the 56-6 to win. I'm I'm a proud Marquette alum, so that's part of the reason I'm bringing it up. But, no, but in all seriousness, the the real reason I'm bringing it up, so my dad was there. My dad is uh, still does PA work for him, and he's at a lot of the home games. He, He texted me after the game. So, Madison is from way down by St. Louis, right yeah. near East St. Louis. So they were actually staying the night tonight in Ottawa after the game. They weren't going to drive back. Okay. Um, Marquette always hosts um, like a tenderloin dinner. They do something after games for, you know, for fans and for alumni and families and everything. It's always been a tradition. They go to the Knights of Columbus, they do this thing. And yeah. um, so they did it tonight. And actually they, they knew Madison was staying the night. They invited Madison so Madison players, parents, coaches, they all showed up. My dad said when they came in, when their team came in, the Marquette fans gave them a standing ovation. Like we're like so happy that they were there. So they all like had a meal together afterwards. Like, I don't know. I just, I read it and it was like, man, that's so cool. Like yep. it's such a cool moment. Like literally the two smallest 11 man teams in the state you know, play this game and it was lopsided. It is what it is, but to have that kind of like, I don't know, to have that moment. And, you know, that's kind of what yep. it's all about when it, you know, it's more than just what happens on the field. It's these experiences. That's right. a really cool thing. So I was really happy yeah. to hear it. Wanted to give it a shout out. Yeah. Love that. Also Palancic tenderloins in Ottawa. They're the best, you know, the ones that like, now, now hold on. They're the ones where, you know, the bun is, only like a quarter only fills up about 10% of the actual tenderloin patty. And man, you get some ketchup and mustard and some Mm. onions and pickles and it's fantastic. So Mm. sounds amazing. It is very amazing. So Mitch, where, where's the party at in Morrison tonight? Boy, there's, 
It's been so long since I've been downtown Morrison. Um, I mean, Fat Daddy's has got to be serving burgers, right? They're Fat, Boy, Fat Boys, yeah. Fat, Fat Boys, Boys. Has burgers. He's pricing in burgers. It's KJ's the name of the bar, I think. So okay. wherever there's wherever they're serving cold drinks is where the party is tonight. Um, you know, from from everyone that I've talked to, you know, uh, seeing on social media that the school posting things, it's got all these likes and comments. So the the community is is loving this game tonight. So. Um, I, I imagine that, that Coach Vandermeid is, is going to be walking into quite the party wherever he goes tonight and again on, on his birthday. Uh, so a, a very, very well-deserved uh, a victory for, for him and, and again for that program. So, uh, yeah, what a, what a night all, all across the board. So that's uh, – that's uh, you, I think you tweeted it best. You, you said, like – I don't remember how you worded it, but it's just nights, nights like this are, are why we do it. You know, yep, like – Absolutely. Just, just seeing – just just seeing the communities and how much fun everyone has and seeing great games like yeah that's that's exactly what it's all about so tonight was no different and uh looking forward to keep doing it week after week uh mitch i was gonna ask you earlier i thought about it on my drive back when i was thinking about the instant reacts podcast i didn't get a chance to ask earlier but i need the instant reacts for the question of is this the biggest morrison win since a 2011 state championship I was trying to, I was trying to think about that. Um, and you know, those, those, those two teams who won state titles. Yeah. You know, you knew that they were, I think they were both undefeated. One might've had one loss, but you, you knew how good they were. And so it's not like it wasn't surprising that they won a state title, but the joy of winning a state title obviously is unmatched. I think. Yes. I think this feels almost in the same vein, just because Morrison was unranked because Princeton was on a 20 plus some regular season win streak because they were the top, you know, team in, in three, a, it, it feels like it's on that sort of same tier. I, I think does, does it match a state championship win? No, certainly nothing doesn't, but it, it's up there. And probably like you said, the most excitement since then, I would agree with that. That's what I was going to say since those state championships, everything yeah. from there on, Man, I, I, I really have to rack my brain. I haven't thought about it, but just looking through, you know, the different... Now, obviously, that 2019 season was great, right? They were undefeated. Were they undefeated regular season? They must have been. They only lost one game. I believe yeah, they, they were 11 and... When they lost to Anna one. Yep, they were 11 and one that year. So they had a great season in 19. But I still just, for the reasons you just pointed out, this win really stands above the rest. When you go on the road, to a bigger school that's been such a great program for the last several years. Yeah. I, okay. I had to ask. I had to find yeah. find out what you thought. Big, big one. Week three. Home against Orion. Oh wow! Here we go. Yeah. Yep. So two and O versus two and O. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. Yep. So that'll. Just looking at looking at the rock standings. Those two are at the top. Those two are the only unbeaten teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erie's 0-2. Mama's 1-1. Sherrard will find out tomorrow. Rock Ridge is 1-1. So, again, we thought that this was going to be Rock Ridge's division. It certainly still can be. But as it sits right now, both Morrison and Orion undefeated. There will, there will only be one undefeated after next Friday. Yeah. Oh, man, this is great. This is – oh, man. It, I, I told – I told head coach Jade Nord from Stark County as I was walking off the field because he he mentioned I made I made a reference about, you know, coach, I was the only TV station that was able to come back and get the finish of your game. And he kind of laughed and said, well, does this make up for your clunker in week one? And I said, (laughs) oh, man, I said, you have no idea. I said this. This is an all timer for me. This Friday night was an all timer. Yep, I love it. It was it was great. So. All right. Mitch, you, the instant reacts. You, I'm glad you could be here. You know, you you got you got to play the role of Brian Stocking. You did it well. I I can't live up to a bar that high, um, <laughs> but it is two a.m. here. Um, oh we are so it, we are sick. This is it's something. not yeah. It's not a, it's not good at all. Um, but what yeah, time? What time are your kids gonna wake you up? Good lord. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if they're, they're, usually, they're, they're usually pretty good about it. Okay. 
All right, well, what time is your wife? What time will my wife wake me up? Is better. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate it. I love it. I. Oh man, I'm. 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 I'm not going to go to bed. I'm going to stay up all night because I'm just on an adrenaline high, and then I'm going to regret it in the morning. Yeah. If. If type, I'm. I'm going to look it up right now because it's the instant reacts. Yep. And see if. If Tiger Central Live has that game. Oh, I got to watch it. If I can watch it in replay. Ar- if it's on archive already. And if you just watched the last 20 minutes. Oh, I can't. You're right. I'm not going to bed tonight. I got to watch the replay. And it, it is. It's on there. Oh, here we go. So, um, yeah, we should we should tweet that out too. maybe tomorrow once once yeah. everyone wakes up just to. For anyone who didn't see it, we got we got a lot of. I answered a lot of people tonight. Where where are you seeing the game at? So um That's great. Good. Well um since it's on there, we we should tweet that out and have people watch because uh I, I'm not even gonna say anymore because I want you to watch it and I'll get your reaction <laughs> oh, later. I can't, so. I can't wait. Maybe what I should do now is I'm not gonna go to bed anyway, so I'll just I'll start a live I'll start a live like a watch along and I'll just watch it and we'll just, you know, people can see there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet the people in Morrison are up, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, Mitch, we're going to we're going to do this again. Not this exact podcast, but something, you know, we'll break down and give a little more stats and we'll get a little more detail. And we got to find our Matthewson's mini helmets player of the week. Casey Etheridge from Princeton won it in week one. We got to start crunching the numbers and see who's a candidate. Jareus Rice, four touchdowns. Uh, Bielema from Morrison. I, think, I, I, I was just thinking that that Colton Bielema might have might have a pretty good shot at it. Yep. Um, yep looking probably at Deshaun McQueen's receiving yards too. Yeah. So um, yeah, somebody from Morrison certainly has is in the running for that, but we'll, we'll let the stats roll in here. Um, we've seen some numbers so far. So yeah, another, another great week of great performances and we'll, we'll try and narrow it down to one and, and give that award to the, uh, the worthy player. That's right. All right. Well, thank you to everyone who listens. We'll be back again Tuesday morning in your ear with a new podcast highlighting week three. But uh, thank you for listening to the Instant Reacts for week number two. What a week. We will talk to you very soon.